Genre. To Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one awkward minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna. And I'm Gary Roby. Welcome, Gary. Gary. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, guys. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, we, we, we are in a perpetual state of, uh, being excited to talk about Spider-Man. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad that you guys can maintain that state because it's kind of what you're doing <laughs> for the next uh, few years at That's least. It's just so fun. <laughs> at the very it's least. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, so today so we're lot. talking about minute 96, <laughs> yes. which starts with Peter, uh, saying that, uh, he told Spider-Man that, Mary Jane makes him feel like uh, he can reach the unreachable. Um, <laughs> Aww. And, uh, and ends with distant screaming. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> um, so uh, we get the end of this monologue that we really gave a hard time uh, last week. Yeah. And um, I don't think that it's, un- I still don't think it's undeserving uh, but mm. the end of it is at least better than how it started. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, it it becomes a lot more. Yeah, you guys have had. <laughs> yeah, you guys have had to talk about this for like a few minutes at least now. Right? Yeah, it was Thursday and Friday last week. Yeah, it was this oh hospital scene? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're still here, guys. It's still just these two people talking in this room. Um, you know mm-hmm. what I noticed this for the beginning of this week for this Monday episode? I have noticed that I think. Something that might have helped save some of the awkward rough patches last week is music. Like, we have a very functional mm-hmm. score in this minute, like, actually mm-hmm. underlying the emotions and stuff like that. And I'm just realizing now, like, Thursday's episode, the beginning of the scene is just empty space, it's just sound, just hospital sound. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. There's no score at all. Just people, oh, hey, no over here? Oh, let's sit down now. Let's. We're going to sit and talk now. It's... Mm. To see, oh, we have all the pieces working together, even if it's at the tail end of the awkwardness, it already functions at, like, a higher plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the the music really makes this not seem so, quite so, um... Cringy? I mean, I can't think of a better word than awkward. We've been using awkward. Yes, kitschy, maybe? Yeah. It's... Yeah. <sighs> There's just something a little cringy, kitschy about it. Yeah. But when we are hearing the emotion as we're watching the emotion, I think it works better. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the music starts to swell and you kind of really get into that. Like, you know, this is kind of cute. Yeah. Like, look at yeah. him. You know, like, people, his people give, um, 
uh, score. Uh, I, I I think they give it a hard time sometimes uh, because they, when they, they say think it's manipulative. It's, right. When they yeah. call it manipulative. Um, but mm-hmm. I think that the manipulation is necessary a lot of times because mm-hmm. it it's helping the audience sort of get on board with what they're trying to do in yeah. the scene. Like, like the music isn't just, isn't just there to like make you feel a way, a certain way. It's there to make you like understand how the characters are feeling too. Totally. And I yeah. think that's what's mm-hmm. happening here. And, and I think it's one of the reasons why I've never, I've never really liked uh, Hans Zimmer style score which has become like the more popular uh score type of score um yeah especially with the past like 15 years or so um Mm -hmm. 10 years um whatever the dark knight somewhere around there (laughs) um but uh i don't want to think about how old that movie is um (laughs) uh, but yeah like it it's a little too like that music to me i think i think it was praised a lot because it's like yeah it's music but it's not telling you how to feel Mm -hmm. Um, and Uh I think it comes off kind of clinical as, as a result, like I, it it doesn't, it doesn't play to emotion. And to me, music is all about emotion. And I don't think there's any emotion Mm. in those Hans Zimmer scores. Whereas, um, and, and we're going to have to talk about Hans Zimmer, a few movies from now. We will. I just realized Um, that. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, but this, this is what this just feels like movies, right? Like it's not, it's not manipulating the audience so much as it's telling you how these characters are feeling. It's letting, it's kind of like Mm -hmm. letting you in on their emotions more. Yeah. There's like a thing on, uh, like on script notes where they were talking about what's tough cinematically. Like, you know, we try to, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times in conversations about film and movie, we talk a lot about like the strengths of cinema as a form, you know, what, what you can do with it, but it's, it's, not often people point out weaknesses. And one of the things they say is that a, one of the weaknesses of film, as opposed to um, like reading a book is mm-hmm. the immediate insight into a character's thoughts, because we can read thoughts on screen to a certain degree. Like you, when you put a camera in somebody's face, you can tell what they're thinking emotionally. Uh, you know, you can tell their intent, but you can't hear their, thoughts literally the way that you can a narration mm-hmm. on a page unless you're going to do overt voiceover or something like that which isn't really playing to it but like in a say a musical or something on stage in that form having a character do like an i want song or whatever solves a lot of those problems but if you're right. doing cinema that doesn't oh, yeah. have that how do you fit that in and i think a score that's overt can be that mitigating factor of like filling in that weakness of the form where like the moment I always think of in terms of like of overt score being uh, manipulative instead being overt score helping you understand is there are few few people who make scores more overt than John Williams right like mm-hmm. I mean like this this all the Star Wars stuff so when I think of yeah. the um the binary sunset theme from Star Wars mm-hmm. where we have you know, that, that sort of breath before the, the whole adventure starts where we need to just really get very quickly how lonely Luke is and how he longs for adventure, but it's not like a sad longing. It's this like desperate excitement longing. You just you mm. show him there and then that music comes in and you get it. You get what he's feeling there and the story can move on. And if you didn't have that score playing over that scene, that scene would not work as well. Um and so, not that it's identical here. I don't, I'm not saying this piece of music is as good as Binary Sunset, 
But I yeah. I do agree with you yeah. though because you were mentioning that at the end of the week last week like you kind of start this scene in this really quiet place yeah. and and it is an awkward moment between the two of them mm. and and the further that that Peter gets into his conversation you kind of see that both of them are, are opening up a little bit she's more receptive to what he's saying and that's when you get the music kind of yeah so yeah I, I think it's really it's really well executed they take that time. To use the silence. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that I've really, it's something that I've really been able to appreciate doing Ferris Bueller right now because, because for Harry Potter, we do have a John Williams score yeah. for the first couple movies and it is, it's music all the time. I don't think that there are very many quiet moments where on the other hand, Ferris is mostly quiet mm -hmm. and you just get music cues for those essential like either needle drops or songs that he picked. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Where it's like, no, this particular moment needs something. Yeah. But so much of that movie is quiet and you really like make use. Of, it's like, it's like using the white space on a comic book. Sure. Page. Sure. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think it, it really gives you uh, the ability to kind of put something else, like project onto it. Yeah. 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 I think it's really effective here. I, I agree. And, and it works because it comes in, as Mary Jane is sort of saying that she's realizing it makes it makes her seem really dumb, but I don't really <laughs> yeah. know how else to put it. But yeah. she's she's sort of realizing that, you know, he's talking about her, but he's really talking to her, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it's and it's in that sort of when that when the music clicks in, it's in that moment when right. mm -hmm. she realizes it. You can see her face sort of change um mm -hmm. from being that you know silly girl with a crush to oh i think i'm falling in love with this guy who's been right in front of me all this time yeah yeah that she's appreciating yeah. what he's saying uh, yeah yeah like probably nobody else has been has ever said something this nice to her probably right mm -hmm. yeah uh Including Spider-Man. Through the guise of like he's he's saying that this is what he said to Spider-Man, but he's he's saying this for her. Yeah. And I think that's why it, it, I really like when he says like, "Oh," when she's like, "You really said that?" And he's like, "Eh, something like that." I'm like, <laughs> this wasn't for Spider-Man. This was for right. her. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Then, um, and then I have to mention <laughs> <I just laughs> when because we mentioned it on Thursday that Aunt May. Uh, opened her eyes and that she was eavesdropping yeah. and then what i love about the the bookend of her closing her eyes is it really mm -hmm. just looks like she's just like oh that's very sweet and now i can die <laughs> just, <laughs> just the way that she just, she'll go happily in the night <laughs> yeah. she just sort of drifts off into a sweet death um, <laughs> it's her 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 mission is accomplished. Right. Yeah. 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 I would be a lot more alarmed if she didn't take that extra breath at the end because it really? really feels like she's about oh, to yeah. like slip off into <laughs> the Oh, she looks so beyond. pleased too though. Like mm -hmm. she's got this cute smile on her face as she closes her eyes. I really love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like charmingly cheesy. I I Yes. <laughs> which I like. And then I like too that this um I mean, we have not had much in the way of, like, innovative direction in this scene, this hospital scene, until yeah. today. Uh, and it's it's not like we go crazy here. Uh, I mean, we're still just mostly doing shot over shot on some close-ups. But the moment, the hand thing. So, like, yeah. you know, Peter looks away and breaks the, like, spell or whatever. And we have a, we have our 
somewhat goofy Aunt May bit. And then, mm-hmm. and then, uh, MJ reaches over, you know, to make that decision to be closer to him. She reaches over with her hand and grabs his hand. And that, you could just continue in this type of coverage we've had where this is an insert we've got, we'll have her hand grabbing, and then we'll cut back to our previous angle we've had on Peter the whole time, this nice big close-up, to get right. his reaction. But instead of that, we, you know, rack focus to the to the hands grabbing and all that, and then the camera tilts up to get Peter's reaction. So we're mm-hmm. still yes. in the moment with him. We're not just cutting to his view of it. We're witnessing and then staying i i just i think it's the one little like elegant bit of direction in this in this little sequence and i appreciate it um no i like it i like it because uh here's 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 an interesting pitch i have for you Mm -hmm. um his desire to have mary jane Mm -hmm. is the macguffin of the movie (laughs) okay it's the thing that he's been chasing since the beginning of the movie but it's not really what the movie's about yeah because he's going to have to let her go this is the thing this is the thing that he he has wanted from the beginning and so you know this is very much literal holy grail (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. this is the moment like he's he's getting what he wanted and and he's about to pay a heavy price for it Um, yeah because you know, somebody's gonna find out <laughs> the the, the <laughs> reverse. Uh, what 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 was that earlier? The uh, the hotline, the reverse hotline. This is gonna be <laughs> yeah. the reverse hotline back to Norman. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it's it's his his you know desire to be with Mary Jane and for her to think of him romantically is the is the MacGuffin of this movie and yeah. this mm-hmm. this scene. That like that shot that you're talking about feels like something out of Indiana Jones. Like if you yeah. if you take the context of like uh, she's ho- reaching to hold his hand and whatever, like his reaction to it, the way the camera's motivation is, the way that it's yes. moving, it plays like Indiana Jones just found the Holy Grail or the Ark mm-hmm. of the Covenant is, or something. This is the thing he's been looking for the entire time. Yeah. Like this was his. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yes. you're you're totally oh, right, Zach. That. It's a great shot. Ah, so good. Yeah, good to good to have one to to, to, to focus on this week. <laughs> so so if if Harry uh, didn't arrive as he is about to do, um, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. what what happens next? I I think he tells her he's Spider Man. I like if she hasn't oh. figured it out by this point. Like, I think that's what happens next. I don't know. Interesting, what do you think, Gary. I don't know. Hmm. I I like that. I don't know if uh I don't know if he would go that far yet. Mm. It doesn't feel like I don't know. He's definitely like confessing a lot of his feelings. Well, no, he's not even directly confessing his feelings for her, is he? He's still doing that under this ruse of like this is what I told Spider-Man right, about right. you because you <laughs> right. have a crush on him. <laughs> so Every time we say it out loud, it sounds more and more ridiculous. <laughs> it is. It's so silly. I I was thinking about this. You guys must have talked about it last week when she's like, "Oh, I I must sound like a little like a little girl to you with a crush whenever <laughs> she admits that it's Spider-Man that she likes." Yeah. And uh 
I don't know. I don't know. But they've shared a kiss already. Maybe, maybe, <clears throat> maybe they would kiss, and then she, and then she would realize. Like I ooh, think it would take ooh. her figuring it out. That's fair. Rather yeah. than that's. I mean, that's exactly it. what happens later. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So. And so I think you would just move that up to here and have that happen here. And then I still think you need Harry to walk in, like whether they have a kiss or not. Like there's that moment of like realization, and then it's interrupted because because. Peter never can really get right <laughs> what it is that yeah. he's looking for, right? Yeah, right. But from a, from a dramatic standpoint, they might as well have kissed in terms of Harry's motivation. Right yeah, the here. way that they yeah. react to this. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, and I can. I, I mean, there's like uh, real tears in their eyes. To the music. Uh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and he walks in, and 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 like the music stops, and I think it's just as effective as the swell we had a second ago, mm-hmm. like pulling the needle off the record and being like, oh, maybe this is something we shouldn't be letting happen right now. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. to, if you um like really, you know, go a bit by bit through that section, they do a little uh, J cut where um, we're still looking at Mary Jane when we hear the sound of the door and then uh-huh. cut to, yes. yeah, that, it's like, he's literally interrupting the moment sonically. And it's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. just the cutaway. And I, I don't know. I like those little, well, and, and I, 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 I just, guys, okay. Peter's oh. aunt, and and basically, who is basically his mother, yeah. is in the hospital having been attacked by the Green Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> so she's holding his hand. Like, who, like, here's the thing. Harry wouldn't care if they didn't snap apart. Yes. Yeah, it's yes. really the like I don't want to call it a double take, but it's the no, it's totally Peter's a double face. It's <laughs> he like looks. Well, it's not like it's not like two glances. He like looks and then he like rears up a little bit. Yeah, like his yeah. his spine straightens and he's just like, oh no. Yeah, I just mean like a double take doesn't have to be cartoony. I think it literally he really he has, I've a, always, he has a take to the door and then a second right. take of realization. Like I've always I've always thought of it as that like t- double glance, but no, you're you're totally <laughs> yeah. right. You're totally right. It's fun. It's almost on the edge of cartoony, but it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the it, it's only like a second two on the screen when his <laughs> like eyebrows go up, and I love it so much. <laughs> but yeah, that little hand snap. That's that's the reason uh-huh. that this yeah, fallout. That's of what the makes next it suspicious. Happens. Yeah, because it's entirely appropriate for them to be. Like you were saying, Scott, they're, like they're close in this sad scenario, taking care of May. Yeah. There's nothing weird or suspicious until they act guilty. Act guilty. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it is interesting that both of them have a sense of guilt. Like Mary Jane hasn't really considered Peter to be a love interest until until this point, right? Yeah. 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 And so, so it's um. It's an interesting sort of progression for her character a little bit because a mm. couple of minutes ago she was crushing on Spider-Man and she had, wouldn't give she wasn't giving Peter a thought really. Right. Yeah. yeah, they had that sort of flirtatious moment uh when when he met her after her audition right before uh oh, right yes, before the yes. alley scene. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, for the most part, but, but like I think that meant that moment meant more to Peter than it did to MJ. I think right. she was just yeah. kind yeah. of being playful, yeah. um, playful. Like and vetting him is like, oh, he's he's fun now. Oh, he's kind of fun, yeah. but not like right. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. This is my guy. Oh, he's someone that I should be 
paying out, like looking out for, yeah. right? Paying attention right. to. Oh, this is this is what I've been looking for. Um, yeah. Which, yes, whereas yes. that's what this conversation I think did was it made uh, MJ say like, "Oh, this is the kind of guy that I've wanted this whole time." Um, yeah. And then Harry shows up and. <laughs> Why is he dressed like he's at a funeral? Um, I, I know. Is he in mourning? <laughs> or 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 going on a spy mission? Or yeah. uh, a, some sort of neck. some sort of vampire costume <laughs> ball? Like I don't. Yes. Well, he's just know. dressed in all black with a turtleneck and a blazer, and I it's, don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, the turtleneck, the turtleneck is actually dark green. Oh, it um, is. Oh my gosh! But it, yeah, yeah. Oh. And now that I'm like, I have it yeah. like paused on this moment, and and you can sort of see. But it. Oh my gosh, the colors are so close. Like I almost didn't even realize they were two different pieces of clothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's just in like it a, actually, a dark it, jumpsuit. It's, it's actually like <laughs> <laughs> it's actually like similar uh, coloring to his um, his new goblin costume in. Uh, oh, you're right. Spider Man Three. Spider Man Three. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm. Um. But uh, yeah, it's a good coat, though. I'll give him that. It is a good coat, and he does. Oh yeah, he does look pretty snappy. But it, it's very much like we have this moment, and then like you know, goth Harry wanders in the door. Like even his hair looks oh, darker. He looks for some devastated. Yeah, he's just like <laughs> someone has died. I'm here with. My oh my flowers. god, you guys! I just realized if uh, if if Twilight had been written earlier. Um, oh, 100%. my God. Edward Cullen. James, James oh, yeah. Drago would have, been, would have played Edward. A hundred percent. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I totally see it. <laughs> I'm surprised he never did a vampire project in general. Because, I mean, there are always a few every couple of years. And they're always looking for, you know, guys with faces like that for him. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Good cheekbones. Yeah, he, he yeah. looks perfect for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, he looks ridiculous. Uh, not ridiculously bad, but just like <laughs> it's inappropriate ridiculous. for the situation. He just looks ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I like. I, I mean, it, 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 it is. It is. It's inappropriate because, like, what is? Is he like being like? Oh, I'm sorry about your dead aunt. She's not dead. Well, <laughs> no. See, that's exactly what I was going to ask. Is this the first time that? I mean, is this the first time he's come to see Aunt May? in the hospital and maybe he doesn't know how bad the situation is. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he, she, he thinks that she is on death's door mm. and I don't know. It does seem a little dramatic and over the top. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Uh, but I could buy he, it from he, this Harry. Yeah. Yeah. He did bring flowers. Yeah. Um, he did bring flowers. Yeah. yeah so that's nice. Props, uh, props you, but Harry. he does. I mean, he just, he just looks so heartbroken. Uh-huh. Gross. Uh, it's so much better that they didn't give him any lines here. That there, uh-huh. there wasn't like a little something to break the tension. It's just a vulnerable oh, look Oh, you don't even eyes. need it. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Because it says everything. Just like the kind of watery eyes and just like <laughs> the, the, the half frown. Just the <laughs> how could you do this to me mm-hmm. to the two of them. And then, hey. <laughs> That's it. Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh and 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 if you look at uh, at MJ uh she just oh. like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on uh on her face because this is the first time that she's seeing him since Thanksgiving. Oh since, yeah. yeah. Oh, since he he said all that terrible stuff to her. Mhm. Um and so 
she doesn't really feel shame for this moment. It's more mm-hmm. just like, I really don't want to be dealing with this right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is sort of, uh, it's very much an 18 year old sort of viewpoint of, of just like you, you want the new love. You don't really want to deal with the breakup stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. that's not the fun part. And so there's a lot of overlapping relationships when you're in high school because, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah because mm-hmm. you're just like, I don't want to deal with the not fun part. I just want to deal with the fun part. Um, and, <laughs> and there's a little bit of that going else. on, I think in her face. Definitely. This is, I, I, I don't have time to deal with this right now. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, Oh God. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of wish she would just get up and leave again. <laughs> like she She's did so at Thanksgiving. Perfect. Like, what do you think happens in this, like, little elliptical cut here? Like, probably, like, how does this scene end? We don't see it, but it's probably... I, I, I think I think it ended with Harry just... He says, hey, and then Harry goes, I got your aunt some flowers, and just throws them in leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter's like, thanks, Harry. Thanks. And Aunt made us just to keep pretending she's asleep because it's just so awkward. <laughs> yeah, she just like, you just see her like yeah. <laughs> you just see her just sort of like sulking down into the bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like I it. I love it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine was a lot tamer than that, and I prefer yours. And all like I thought like oh, it's so MJ much just fun. like moves past him in a huff, and then he like puts down the flowers and leaves. This is a quiet thing, but I like a thousand times better than like angry teenager yelling, here's your flowers. I got your <laughs> <aunt> some flowers. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, we also, we need to talk about the, the stride on Harry as he's walking past the little foyer area. Cause he, 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 I mean, he straight up looks like Darth Vader. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, or I, I would totally love to see the alternate universe where Franco played Anakin. I think I we've talked about this before. That. I think we, we have. have. I feel yeah. like we have. I'm yeah. into that. Yeah. I'm so into that. This is this is it. This is his most Kylo Reniest, uh, you know, sort of. Oh, there's something interesting. Yeah. Here. Um, you know, strutting through the this I, this like really symmetrical straight on shot with just him mm-hmm. thundering through it. Um. It's it's almost a different style than everything else that we've seen um, in the movie. This isn't a particularly Sam Raimi-ish, uh, you know, flat. This is a very flat angle for Sam Raimi, but it's yeah. uncomfortable and, like, stoic and imperial or something. Like, it's, oh, mm. it makes me nervous. Um, I actually, um, you know what? I can't, I can't talk about it in the next minute i don't well no i can't i can't i'm gonna save it for the next minute okay, i right. i i i disagree uh with oh you uh, think this your, is pure sam Raimi? okay yeah right. yeah but i'm gonna get I'm to why in tomorrow's minute um, got it Love because it. you okay. don't you don't get the payoff to this shot until the next minute yeah um, right now it just seems a little i don't know wes anderson-y by way of Lawrence Kasdan? i don't know <laughs> yeah it looks like a it looks like a like a like a piece of art mm-hmm. yeah yeah Speaking of pieces of art, I mean, we might not touch on it tomorrow, but of all of Norman's mask collection, by far the weirdest <laughs> one is this guy oh, on yes. the left. What? <laughs> is it like Swamp? It looks like Swamp Thing or, or, or like a yeah. just that kind Creature of the Black Lagoon or something. Like yes. Yeah. Ears that are fins and like fangs that don't even fit in it. What is that? What yeah. is that? 
It, it's either fangs or like tentacles hanging out of its mouth. It's like oh, kind of like a oh, Cthulhu no. thing. That's or, even worse. Oh, I don't. But it's so unsettling. Yeah, there's also think... something vaguely Akbarish about it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a big weird fish creature thing. Just like, and, the, and yeah. then you can't. It's so dark universe. over there that you can't see the base, so it's almost just like hovering. It's just this like uh-huh. in a in a shot that in every other element of this shot is just like you know hand carved balustrades and you know very nice inlaid mosaic tile just like general creepy mask well they're just creepy mask just creepy mask you know creepy mask guy just creepy mask don't worry about it it's just you're only gonna see it for a second yeah. don't think too hard yeah <laughs> put a light on him i Why um <laughs> do you guys do you guys think that I, I think we've talked we've talked about this um before but like you know i'm looking at this exterior shot and you know, we've we've mentioned the fact that like, oh yeah, it's like a it's like a mansion on top of a on top of a skyscraper mm-hmm. um that they live in. Uh is this is this um I mean it's obviously a mansion, but is it a mansion or is it like a penthouse on the top of a hotel? Oh there's a part of me that almost wants the Osbournes to be so ridiculously wealthy that this entire thing is like their house <laughs> this entire sketch there's just like from the ground floor 160 up, yeah. something rooms and it's, it's just monstrous and there's really no need for the two of them but, you know when you have the wealth you just go all out and like the idea of housemen like going through 40 floors of rooms <laughs> looking for norman uh he's gonna need another houseman pacing back and forth like going up the stairs one floor at a time like where are you Uh, is it is it a a penthouse on top of a hotel or is it a like converted church that they live in this it's like a rooftop like church i don't know there's something about the weird they've got that bell tower thing and like Mm -hmm. yeah the the cross-shaped structure of it yeah i I was thinking about yep 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 yeah i don't know i'm not sure or is or is the building we're shooting the exterior where we're saying that this is where they live is that a church i don't know Mm. what what is i want to know what this building is yeah i don't know i was gonna ask you guys it is extravagant it's wild yeah Yeah. i like uh, probably the most sensible version is that they own that top floor and that's their place but yeah sure but still, it's ridiculous. Even even at that, even at that, that is crazy looking. Uh, yeah, uh, it really is. I don't. I've never seen anything like that in a in in anything else before. Like I've never seen yeah. a mansion on top of a skyscraper before. Like that's <laughs> that's such a weird idea. And I mean, it, it apparently exists because I mean they're shooting a real thing. But um, yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, the know. idea that it's not just that you're so rich that your apartment in New York City is huge and is a top floor apartment. It's that also you wanted the mansion part. So just build the just live in the mansion on top <laughs> of the like that's that's another level. That's wild. There's there's not even a place to like land a helicopter or anything. So they're not even <laughs> they're not even like really showing off. You know, like it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's not like, uh, like, uh, you know, oh, I don't even take the elevator. I just take the helicopter, you know, off and on. <laughs> no, that's not an option. Yeah, yeah, no, no. They, they have to go up, you know, you know, 40, 50, 60 stories or whatever to their house every day. 
Yeah, I wanted to build my house here, Whoa. but there was a skyscraper here, so let's just put my house on top of the skyscraper. Yeah, I'll buy the skyscraper okay. and then build I'm the Norman house Osborne. on top. <laughs> yeah. This penthouse is at five Tudor Tudor City T U D O R Tudor City. Oh, and it says it is a. 1.6 million triplex one bedroom with 18 foot ceilings, midtown skyline views, and a private terrace. What Ooh. on earth? It's a one bedroom? Uh, that's so, according to this. So I don't think, know if this. So they think that just, find just that top section is a residence. Just that little thing in the middle. Yeah, on top of like the rest of this. I'm trying to figure oh. out. Oh, it says for this price, this is one of the best apartments anybody can own. So this is an apartment building. And they just have like the biggest and best room in the, or like. The craziest one bedroom apartment in the world on top of Uh it. That That is is madness. 18 foot ceilings. Oh my God. I want to visit. It says that Charlton Heston lived here. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. That checks out. Which which is true. Not only in our world, but in theirs. So, uh, Norman <laughs> bought Charlton Heston's apartment and reconfigured the top floor of this building into a mansion. That's what he maybe did. That's, yeah. Maybe that's who the goblin is based on, is uh, oh. Charlton Heston. <gasps> Ooh. Maybe. That is wild. Now I want to see the gr- <laughs> I want to see the Green Goblin tell some uh, some somebody to get their damn dirty ape hands off of them. <laughs> um, Paws off me for uh, you, damn dirty ape! <laughs> <laughs> you damn dirty spider! <laughs> uh, damn dirty apes will not be countenanced, or something like that. <laughs> something. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Yeah, maybe that distant screaming wasn't the goblin. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's the ghost of Charles and Heston, <laughs> still haunting his uh, his old house, his old penthouse. What have you done to this place? <laughs> What's up with all these masks? <laughs> what is it? Are these tentacles in his mouth? What is this? <laughs> oh, Charles and Heston. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know ghosts are like Pokemon. It's people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Um, all right. Well, uh, Gary, you've got you've got a few things to plug. What do you want to plug today? Mm, Well, since it's running, everyone should go check out Ferris Bueller's Minute Off. That's the one that Victoria and I are currently doing. We just crossed the halfway mark. A couple weeks ago. Nice. So we're getting near the end. I think uh, by the time this airs, I think we should be doing the museum sequence or maybe the parade. Like those are both coming up real, real quick. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's near the end. It's almost like it's a short movie or something. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Right. Like 103 minutes. What are you talking about? That's crazy. (laughs) That's a sweet spot right there. Oh, good. Yeah. It is pretty nice. It is pretty nice to feel like we're already at the halfway point when, when this is like a third of our, our first Harry (laughs) Potter movie. Yeah. Those, those aren't going to get shorter on you, buddy. The, the other, no, the next one is the long, literally the next (laughs) Harry Potter movie is the longest one. Well, Hey, it's all uphill from there then. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that is true. Honestly, that is true. I will, I will admit right here that that chamber of secrets is probably my least favorite of the Harry Potter movies. I I don't think that's at all. uh, I I think statement. Yeah, no. And I, and I, but I do think that, uh, the thing that, 
will be great for Chamber of Secrets in this format is there is probably more than any other movie. I think Chamber of Secrets has um, or book has the Mm. most secret world building. Oh yeah. Than any oh, of the other ones so where it's like, it's about. just loaded with world building and foreshadowing and setting things up that won't be paid off for another five movies slash yeah. books. So yeah. there's a lot of that stuff to dig into in chamber of secrets, which I think will make it a much uh, more entertaining podcast than it would, than it do- is as a movie just to watch. I, think. <laughs> right. oh, I, I, yeah. I agree with you. I've already begun my notes and, uh, and they're pretty intimidating, but I'm I'm excited. I'm so excited. Despite the fact that I'm not the biggest fan of this movie, I am thrilled to get started on it. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, we're bet. thrilled to hear it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, you know, if you're on Facebook uh, and you're not in our Spider-Man Minute uh, Friendly Neighborhood Listener Group, what are you even doing? Uh, go... <laughs> Go join up over there and uh, talk about Spider-Man with everybody. Uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. And, um, you know, you're missing out on some good memes and <laughs> good articles and all kinds of things. Uh, so, you know, go uh, go go check that out if you're on Facebook. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 97. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.